Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Strength to Shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight program, Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with Week 7, Day 6, opening with our Bible verse of the day coming from 1 Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Sugar rivalry. Sometimes families have to deal with both under and overweight teenagers at the same time. This can be a very sensitive issue. When I had an underweight teenager going through a growth spurt, I added additional carbs and increased the frequency of his meals. Three times a day, he ate two servings of carbs, but always with a protein and veggie or fruit and a healthy fat. In the afternoon, I would make the same smoothie recipe provided on the breakfast slash snack chart in the appendix of the book, Faith Versus Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God, with an additional protein added in the form of another serving of Greek yogurt or a raw pasteurized egg. One raw egg, even two, do not affect the taste. Note, my children were teenagers at the time they started having raw eggs in their smoothies. We use raw eggs all the time. The only caution here is that if you do decide to use raw eggs in smoothies, there is a greater risk for bacterial contamination slash salmonella than with cooked eggs. Here is the obligatory raw eggs disclaimer. The only raw eggs I recommend are those that are pasteurized. However, even in this case, raw eggs still run the risk of being contaminated with bacteria. Besides those who are allergic to eggs, the following groups should also avoid raw eggs. Infants, children, pregnant women, the elderly, and those who have compromised immune systems. Salmonella infection can lead to life-threatening complications. Since anyone can be affected, seek your physician slash pediatrician's advice on the matter. You can always add another protein, such as additional Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, or nut butter. There are always options. In the evenings, after a sports practice, I would add another nut butter and low-sugar jelly, not more than 7 grams sandwich, on whole grain bread, using regular instead of thin sliced bread since the underweight teen needed to gain weight after dinner. I would also add a glass of milk. In order to make this happen, I did not always offer a starchy carb at dinner, but would still offer a small dessert. This way, the underweight teen was hungry enough to eat again after dinner, and everyone had the same amount for dessert. Underweight children and teens do not need more sugar. This bears repeating. Underweight children and teens do not need more sugar. They need more real food. Yet everyone enjoys dessert, allowing the same small amount of dessert for under and overweight children also helps overweight children not feel as if they are being penalized because they are overweight. This may sound silly, but it makes a difference. It's easy to get this wrong since many feel the underweight teen can eat whatever they want so more sugar is not a problem. That's the wrong answer. Sugar is still sugar and needs to be limited 
to prevent future issues down the road. With smoothies, you can add calories as described or not and tailor it to each teen's needs without it appearing as if anyone is missing out. The extra sandwich at night works for a teen who is legitimately hungry. It's not enticing enough for one who is not. Whereas if you are offering the underweight teen ice cream at nine o'clock, suddenly everyone is hungry, including the teen who's overweight. There's no need to make this harder than it already is. Even if a child or teen is underweight, I am 100% anti-grazing. Grazing usually leads to more junk calories. Then, when it is time to have a real meal, children and teenagers are not hungry enough for real food like protein and vegetables. Protein is important. In order to have an appetite, it is better to have a beginning and an end to meals and snacks, even when eating five times a day. I personally don't subscribe to underweight children and teens having milkshakes or extra junk food in order to gain weight. This doesn't send the right message to anyone in the family, yet many healthcare professionals have suggested this. In the short term, this may be the only alternative. However, whenever possible, it is always better to develop a child's palate to crave real food. The only way to do this is to serve real food, turning healthy snacks into healthy mini meals if necessary. This way, children and teens can eat the same food at the same times, whether they're over or underweight, with adjustments to the amounts. An overweight teenager might stick to the smoothie on the breakfast snack slash snack chart, whereas an underweight teen would have the same smoothie with additional protein added in the form of extra Greek yogurt or a raw pasteurized egg, as mentioned, and an extra sandwich after dinner using whole grain bread. Using these strategies, we were able to have an underweight teenager gain 10 pounds in six months, while the normal weight teen grew at a steady rate without putting on extra weight. Be realistic. With my children, I try to influence a minimum of two meals and one snack a day. It isn't always perfect, but I try to make sure that two out of three of the meals they eat per day are healthy with at least one healthy snack. This way, if we wind up in a less than ideal situation for one meal, I don't stress out because the rest of the time they are fueling properly. Since there is no reason to overeat, I remind them to keep their portions in check. If you have children who won't touch vegetables, put out raw veggies first with guacamole or hummus when they're hungry. Teach them what an appropriate amount looks like for their age, which is usually two tablespoons to one-fourth cup depending on their size. If you have to put cheese on veggies for them to eat veggies, put real cheese and be cognizant of the amount. Then put out protein and finally the starchy carbohydrate. Again, remember, carbohydrates are not bad. A person who sits at a desk all day but eats carbohydrates like he is training for an Ironman is a different situation. Children should eat carbs based on growth and the energy they burn. And hopefully, they are burning more energy than adults. It's just easier to regulate the amount if they have had protein first. When it comes to healthy eating, always put the veggies and healthy fat or protein out first when your children are hungry. Way to put the rest of the food out. Otherwise, your kids will always pick the mac and cheese or chips and salsa over the broccoli. Carbs are served last on this plan, even if the carbs are brown rice. When I hear I'm hungry and there is something tempting around, I always tell my children to eat a healthy meal or snack first if they haven't already and to save the tempting item for dessert after dinner. If they recently ate or it is a time they are not normally hungry, then I know they are being tempted 
because it is there, just like adults. In both cases, it is best to save whatever is for normal dessert time. It is much harder to control intake of sugar or white flour at random times a day or on an empty stomach, whether you are a child or an adult. Eating meals and snacks on a regular schedule with protein makes a huge difference. My kids forget to graze when I make a conscious effort to give them real food every few hours, which is exactly what I want to do. Grazing is not your friend. It typically means overdoing carbs or sugar while falling short on protein, healthy fats, and vegetables. There are certainly times I slack off with my kids. At brunch, which is usually after a 5K or soccer tournament in my house, there is more leniency. They can order their favorite item at our local breakfast hangout. However, I still tell them to eat an egg before they dig into their pancakes. Their muscles need protein for recovery, but this also helps them keep their blood sugar from going out of whack from the pancakes. If not eaten in the correct order, I might find them craving junk for the rest of the day. When it comes to eating out, some parents have already sworn off all fast food. This is by far the better route. Unfortunately, I have not achieved this master Jedi level. However, as in all things, my plate looks the same with regard to portions and proportions at any type of restaurant, whether it has a Michelin rating or it is a drive through I encourage my kids to do the same. We all need to learn to make the best of every situation. The big picture. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark eleven twenty four. Remember to thank God in advance. If weight is a struggle for your child in either direction, the most important ingredient is prayer. However, it is only a prayer if you believe God is able to do it. You have to believe in the possibilities for your children since they are unable to see them. Since you are competing against addictive tendencies, even with children, remember to play worship music in the morning. This sets the tone for the entire day. Just like grown-ups, kids have to be inspired to want something bigger than a donut or the couch. Today's reflection, sugar rivalry. Today's action, number one, whether your child is over or underweight, more sugar is never the answer. Number two, feed an underweight child the same time you feed an overweight child with minor adjustments. You can add more protein to a smoothie and a whole grain sandwich after dinner for the underweight child instead of providing more dessert, making it harder on everyone. Number three, pray as if you believe the Lord will help your children grow to whatever the appropriate level of wisdom and stature for their calling. If you don't, who will? Thank you for listening to Faith Versus Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.